Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Glad to have you. We are getting into the middle of the summer. Anybody got any summertime blues? Or are they not summertime blues, more as they may be clues for the future? Sometimes we don't know what to expect. And after this time a crazy year and a year and a half of the covid pandemic and all the chaos surrounding that the chaos surrounding the presidential election last year the uh, inauguration of joe biden and uh, what happened at the capitol on january 6th and we've just had some years of craziness including uh, over 200 riots across from black lives matter and antifa uh the summer of 2020 uh the after the uh, killing of george floyd so we are in a midst a midst of something that we have not seen in our country before our nation's been through civil war through world wars through depressions recessions all kind of difficulties challenges the uh, civil rights era the breaking down of the and breaking up of the jim crow laws and yet through all this we are in a place our country's never been before because we have not shut down the entire economy and try to rebuild it back and that's why we've talked about these things but today we're bringing them together sometime blues or clues for the future well you decide but we're going to put some things out there for you to be contemplating on and some of those things are what what does it mean to have job openings and paying people to stay at home and not to work with uh, extra unemployment benefits and so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about the overall picture of what's going on in this world with china and russia the summit with putin and biden has just completed so what does all that mean well take a listen to this and then we're gonna dive into it and we do have a crypto corner this week's show and i know last week we had the uh, a great show with uh, uh curtis slava and and then we we just got so much going on in this summer and i've traveled to los angeles to florida to florida twice to uh in alaska soon and so all these things are going on and so i'm going to try to give you this big picture of what we need to look at as a nation and and today's show is part of that as we get ready for the july 4th week coming up 
And I just want you to understand that Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics is telling you some things, interviewing people, and doing things so that you can hear things here you're not going to hear anywhere else. That's when we had Alan Dershowitz on. Somebody said, well, he's not a conservative. Well, no, but he stands up for the Constitution. If you didn't listen to that interview about free speech with uh, uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz, go back in the archives and listen to it. Same thing you needed here for Curtis Sleva and running for mayor of New York City. Go back and listen. What a great interview, timely, touching on the topic that's on the American mind now. So go back and listen to those interviews and other shows. But I do want to let you know today's show is sort of overall picture. We're going to get right into it right after you listen to this. Well, my mom and papa told me, son, you got to make some money. If you want to use a car to go ride next Sunday. Well, I didn't go to work, told the boss I was sick. Now you can't use a car because you didn't work a lick. Sometimes I wonder what I'm going to do because there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. Well, that was Alan Jackson and his summertime blues. You get that line where he said his parents said he had to go go to work, make some money, and he just told the boss, called in and told the boss he was sick. And, you know, how much is that happening? When you say, you got to get out and get a job, and everywhere you go, restaurants, uh, fast food, mom and pop shops everywhere signs are up help wanted help needed and they're everywhere i've never seen so many help wanted signs in my lifetime growing up in america never has there been so much need for workers hey i was down uh at a in florida at a convention and and the first time they had a convention uh, because of the pandemic and over a year and went to this convention and florida seems to be wide open mask uh, basically just people wearing it they're mandated by their employers and that's fast if they get vaccinated that's fast uh, fading out also but when i was down there i ran into uh, a lady and I, uh, her name was arlene but she'd come up from jamaica she'd been recruited to come up because they need workers in America. So she's recruited to come up from Jamaica. She's never been to the United States before, and she was trying to learn a lot of things. But And, of course, they speak English in Jamaica. But she was coming up because she knew there were jobs in America, and there are jobs everywhere. So why are we getting more and more immigration? Now, this is nothing against Arlene. She's coming up. If I needed a job and there's wide open in America, I don't blame her for going through the process of getting here. But, wow, we have Americans who are getting paid a, a, just a, a, a nice big lump of federal unemployment along with state unemployment. And some states are finally cutting that out because why do we pay people we're borrowing money this is what the young people need to understand we're borrowing money we're printing money borrowing it so that they get paid 
for not having to go to work when all these jobs are open. Over 9 million jobs are unfilled in America. And our unemployment rate is still over 5%, 6%. In some places, even more. And yet, we're paying people. So I ran in one employer, uh, has a large uh, factory that uh, they make furniture. And I asked him, I said, are you having trouble getting workers? He just shook his head. And he went on to say, you know, in a sarcastic mood, he said, yeah, there was a cartoon headline and talking about said, America researchers have just found out if you pay people not to work, they don't work. <laughs> Thank goodness we talk about that. And most of Americans are out working. Most of them are. But we have some that do not want to work and are getting paid not to work and they're staying at home. And that is causing these strains in our economy. When you see car lots, new car lots for cars and trucks, and they're not filled. Why? Because they can't build. They can't build them. They can't find the workers fast enough. And some of it also has to do with semi semiconductors and parts that are missing. But we have these clogs, and I would call them economic blood clots. Now, if you have a blood clot in your body, it's dangerous. You could go to the heart, go to the lung. And we got blood clots in our economy. How dangerous is that? Well, <laughs> I hope... And for the sake of America, it's not going to go to our heart and lung of our economy. But these blood clots, these strains where we don't have what we need, people are wanting to buy new vehicles and they can't get them. It's driving up the cost of used vehicles. And we've talked about this before. Used vehicles, in some cases, are going higher, costing more than a new vehicle. Now, is that unbelievable? But it's happening. And they say, you know, for the reason why, if you want to know why, they, they are charging more. They're giving a better warranty for the used vehicle than a new vehicle have, so you buy it. But it's, it's happening in our economy. And these are things that are we've never seen before, where used cars are costing more than a new car. But you can't get the new car, so people are buying the used cars. And what's that? It's driving the cost up. Oh, driving the cost up. That's something else we need to talk about. Have you noticed the cost of goods going up? Inflation. Can anybody say inflation is on the rise? And the Federal uh, Reserve said, well, we're not going to raise rates to 2023. When they said 2023, they'd start looking at raising rates. Hey, that's two years away. And yet, it hit the stock market last week. Stock market stumbled. Now, it's still up near record highs and it but it stumbled and they're trying to the wall street investors are trying to digest can america go through inflation and can america uh will it suffer inflation well <laughs> we've talked about here many times when you print more money by the trillions the money in your pocket is less valued it doesn't go as far and that is inflation 
Who does inflation hurt the worst? It's the poor. It's the working poor. And it's those who are on fixed incomes, the elderly and the poor. They are going to get hurt worst by inflation, and it's being driven by the policies of Joe Biden, who wants, we, we borrowed trillions. Well, Trump borrowed trillions. Well, Trump and Congress worked together to keep us from going into a depression when COVID hit and we shut everything down. And I can understand that spending. But now, to add on top of infrastructure, and I can see infrastructure, there's a place for that, but not in the trillions of dollars when the Democrats and Joe Biden are saying everything is infrastructure. They're using a wide term, you know, if education, hospitalization, health care, everything they're putting under infrastructure so they can spend trillions and they're borrowing the money. They're borrowing the money by the trillions. And how is that not going to cause inflation? It's a no-brainer. And inflation hurts those who can least afford the higher prices. So why is Joe Biden wanting to hurt the poor? And that's what is happening with the policies he's putting into place, not only Joe Biden, but the Democratic leadership in the Senate and the Democratic leadership in the House. They are pushing programs, policies that are hurting or punishing the working poor those are on fixed incomes and the elderly, and and that's what they call their clientele. Those are the voters they reach out to, and yet they're putting policies in place to hurt them. It's going to financially hurt them. So that's one thing you need to know. And then one of the things that we, I said we'd talk about is Biden did have a summit with uh, Vladimir Putin in Russia. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about uh, some of the things that are this overall worldview, going around the world real quick. Uh, Israel, Netanyahu is out. He's not the leader of Israel anymore. Uh, there's other things going on. Little Rocket Man, he's, he's uh, starting to speak out some more. Is he getting desperate? So these are things we're going to touch on in just a minute. The second half of the show First, let me thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Let me remind you that we have a book out called Bedrock Truths. You can get that book by going to www.docholliday.org. Holiday's got two L's in it. And I want to thank not only you for listening, but some of you are telling your friends and neighbors and sending the link out. We appreciate that. And also, <laughs> let me just tell you that that on if you go to the website we got some books some of them are getting a little older and uh we will soon be uh phasing some of those books out there's not many left so if there's anything you want in the past you can look there and see what uh, we have available there www.docholiday.org and then because uh, some of those will be phasing out now i do want to tell you that our friend i told you about bedrock truce and my friend Alveda King, Dr. Alveda King, Denise and Martin Luther King Jr., and also Dr. Alex McFarland helped write that book, Bedrock Truths. So we're, we're glad about uh, that book is out there, so you can order that. Also, there's a few books left of uh, a book about Israel. Uh, some several. I got a chapter in that book, and some other people who are uh, look 
at the overall picture of what Israel means to uh, the Jewish population. There's uh, some Christians and Jews who wrote in that book, so you can also get that book right there on www.docholiday.org. Now, I told you we, we're going to have to talk some about this uh, summit, so take a listen to this, and then we will proceed with the second half of this show right here on webtalkradio.net. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Hey, well, that was the Who's version of Summertime Blues. And I don't know if you are having the Summertime Blues. There is such a diverse spirit that's moving out around America. There's some enthusiasm for everything coming back together. Like I said, being down in Florida, seeing a convention in a resort area that was wide open and just people spending money shopping and getting back to what we would call normal and then we look at places like car lots that were ha- they're having trouble getting new vehicles on the lot because they can't get them made fast enough and then used cars are going up the price of them are going up so we got a lot of uh, a lot of unusual situations in our economy because people can't employers cannot find employees and we still have a lot of uh, restaurants that are just have not opened up and some of them will never open again and then some of them are uh, they can't open full capacity because they can't find the workers but let's switch over to look at the uh, summit that joe biden had with uh, vladimir putin well one of the things we found out before the summit uh, news reported, I think Politico reported, that uh, the uh, U- the Ukraine, you know, where uh, they had a Crimea Peninsula there, and during when Joe Biden was vice president, and then uh, Barack Obama's president, guess what? Putin sensed weakness, and he sent in troops, and they they uh, took by force Crimea from your Ukraine and and then you know what did America do they just watched even though they saw the military buildup this is back uh, when President Obama was, uh, was in office and yet and then after it's all done yeah they put sanctions they did things said oh bad and and Putin was bad he grabbed territory by military might and power and so the Ukraine was threatened. Would Putin take over the entire Ukraine? So what did Barack Obama and Joe Biden do? They sent blankets to the military. Tents and blankets to the Ukraine military. How, how is that going to help? So when President Trump comes in office, he sends anti-tank weapons he sends tanks he sends military equipment to help keep the russians at bay and trying to keep the ukraine free 
And what happens? The Democrats turn around and they try to impeach President Trump because of the Ukraine. And now, and, and, and now before this Putin and uh, Joe Biden summit, the Biden White House temporarily halted a military aid package to Ukraine that would include lethal weapons. A plan originally made in response to aggressive, aggressive Russian troop movements along the Ukraine's border this spring. See, before the summit, Putin put Russian troops along the Ukraine border. And what did President Biden do? Just what did he did? <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> the summit coming up, he withdrew an aid package worth up to $100 million of lethal weapons. It says the National Security Council directed officials to put the package together as Washington grew increasingly concerned over a massive Russian military buildup near the border of Ukraine and in the Crimean Peninsula. According to three of the people who, like the others, asked not to be named in order to speak candidly about internal discussions, officials at the State Department and Pentagon worked to assemble the proposal. But it was put on hold by Joe Biden. President Joe Biden. Yeah, a friend of the Ukraine. Evidently. Evidently not. But that was uh, uh, put together. I read that in the Gateway Pundit, but they... they Pulled it out of the 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 Politico, so that was the and then the White House denied that they had uh, it, it had blocked the package, but they had done it before the Putin uh, Biden summit. So one of the things that um, one of the things that happened at the the Putin Biden uh, summit the. Biden would not do a joint press conference like most presidents do when they have a head of state, especially uh, someone as important in, in the world as uh, Vladimir Putin. But Biden refused to do a dual press conference. I don't believe he's up to the task. It looked like weakness. It is weakness. And I think Putin sensed that. And then Putin embarrassed the American press by the he, he, he ripped the Biden administration about the detention of the January 6th protesters and the murder of uh, Ashley Babbitt. We still don't know who pulled the trigger. You know, if Black Lives Matter, when they they want to know the police officer's name, they want him prosecuted. And yet, we still don't know who pulled the trigger and killed uh, Ashley Babbitt there in the Capitol. And, and Putin called American press and America and Joe Biden out on that and talked about the political prisoners in the United States of America. So Putin was gaining some uh, worldwide, uh, uh, worldwide recognition, putting embarrassing moments of America out for the world to see. Uh, it was not a strong summit by Joe Biden. did not appear to be at all. And that's... Uh, I fear that other leaders will see the weakness that Joe Biden is uh, portraying in America uh, as an American leader. It has not gone unnoticed that Little Rocket Man uh, there in North Korea, Kim Jong Un, he, um, he, you know, he's his country is 
evidently going on a food crisis and other crisis. He says there's no COVID crisis, but we don't know that. So he is being pushed into the corner. Now, what's he going to do? And what's Joe Biden going to do with Little Rocket Man? Uh, he hasn't built a relationship like Donald Trump did with him, so we don't know what's going to come out of there. But it's dangerous. When you got Russian troops, even though they pulled back from the Ukraine borders, they're not far away. So you got Putin licking his chops, looking at Ukraine. He's already taken over the Crimea Peninsula that was a part of the Ukraine under uh, the leadership of uh, Joe Biden when he was vice president. They let it happen. Now you got China that's pressing in Hong Kong. They arrested a lot of the press and others who were uh, defying the the mandated state uh, news and power. So Hong Kong is getting more and more under the pressure of mainland mainland China. And what happens to Taiwan? They are under pressure. Can America keep them from taking over Taiwan? Well, Joe Biden's not giving me a lot of confidence now. But that's what's happening over in Russia, China, North Korea. What's going on also? India's under a COVID crisis. We're having more and more problems in the Middle East. Israel. They are under a new coalition government put together so that they can get rid of Netanyahu. The hardline right party that's to the right of Netanyahu is a small party, but the left allowed the head of the party to become the, the head of Israel so that they could rule, they could get rid of Netanyahu. So how shaky is that government now? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But I, I bet Hamas will challenge that government to see what they do. And we all go back to China and this COVID crisis that's gone everywhere. And we realize the Wuhan lab leak, which was poo-pooed by the press. And by, this is what gets me, the scientific community poo-pooed the idea when President Trump was in office. And they said there's no way it's going, there was a lab leak in Wuhan. And now they're, they're coming back and go, well, we didn't want to give Trump any credit. We didn't want to do anything look like we were with Trump, so we said it, was a, it couldn't happen. Now they're saying it could have happened. Basically, we have scientists who, are, who lied to us, admitted they were lying. It was okay to lie in their minds because it was hurting Donald Trump. Now, how many times have we seen that in the press and the Democrats and the liberals and the socialists and the communists, how they lied so that they could get Trump out of office? Having scientists lying is dangerous. It is dangerous. We like to respect the science, respect the scientific community, but when they suppress the truth, as they did when Donald Trump was president, because now they're saying... Yes, the Wuhan lab leak is possible. But they dismissed it when President Trump mentioned it. When President Trump said it's possible, they did not give him support. And that's what happens. When I talk about, let's go back, when we talk about our economy, how in disarray it is because you got pockets of things not working. I call them economic blood clots. It's dangerous to the whole economy. 
because things could get clogged up and we could go south in a hurry. What what would cause a stock market crash? Well, not one little blood clot, but what if the supply chains just get piled up and and Wall Street sees a lot of uncertainty and then the stock market crashes? What happens to the economy? The fear factor steps in, the fear of uncertainty. Then you look to our leaders. Do we have confidence in our leadership? And you look at President Biden. Does he give you confidence? Does he give you security? Do, do we know what he's going to do? If we're already printing money and say we need this to sort of give us a, a start and get the economy back, then what if everything falls apart? Do we print more money? I think that's what Joe Biden's plan would be. Print more and more money, drive inflation higher and higher, and say there's nothing we can do. Well, <laughs> that's I, I think that's the mindset. The Democrats, if they were still in power, we'd still, if it wasn't for President Trump's uh, warp speed program to get a vaccine, in the usual manner, it'd take five years to get a vaccine. If President Biden had been around last year, would our economy be coming back because of the vaccine? We probably wouldn't have a vaccine. They would have taken their time. I think they like lockdowns, the Democrats. They like lockdowns. Look at the governors. Where are the states thriving? Like Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Texas. Because the the mask mandates were and lockdowns were lifted earlier. So these are the things that scare me. These are the potentials. When I talk about blood clots in our economy, it's when people are lying, like the scientific, some in the scientific community did about the Wuhan lab leak last year, said it cut, that wasn't it. Same thing about uh, hydroxychloroquine that some people used to see when there was no medication. Would it help? And the, and the medical community combined, some in the medical community combined to eat to take it off out of the pharmacies. And why in the world would you do that on a drug they knew had been around for years and decades to at least try that? And yet the medical, some in the com medical community, including Dr. Fauci, uh, pushed punishing people that would even try to use hydroxychloroquine. So that's, that's what happens when a scientific community binds together to, to lie about information, to suppress information, to suppress truth just because of a political agenda. And that happened last year in 2020. Now the facts are coming out. So uh, shame on those in the scientific community who openly lied. And they need to come forward to confess their sins as far as I'm concerned. There's a lot going on in America. I hope for the best. But the summertime blues have gotten me looking at clues for the future. And if we don't get better leadership, I don't see this ending well in our economy. It should. We should have a, a gangbuster economy. It should be just knocking doors out and the retail sales and everything. It should be just blasting away like President Trump said it would. But I always remember some of the most famous words that have not been spoken much from President Obama. 
and I will not use his language because this is a family show, but he said never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to mess things up. And he didn't use the word mess. But uh, that, that am I'm afraid, the who is leading our country. So hope you don't have the summertime blues. Or if you do, listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics as we will jump into more things. And I said we'd have a crypto corner. We've run out of time. But let me just say the cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin are in the summertime blues right now. And the clue for the future is, I think that part will get better. Because as Joe Biden prints more and more money, people realize the dollar in their pockets is less, more, less gets worth less and less. So I believe cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin have got a future because the inflation factor will not affect them as much. All right. See you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Have a great 4th of July. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.